0: Hello, hello, hello again, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow and yell at me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you enjoyed this episode and want to catch up on previous episodes you've missed or stay tuned for the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Doing so is always free and always keeps you in the loop on whatever is happening in Jetsland. On tonight's episode, we are going to be doing a look around the league at today's games and scorelines, talking about a couple of fun storylines that emerged. And then, of course, I I guess because there's not a whole lot else to talk about, I thought I'd talk a little bit about some observations from the Super Bowl, which, uh, interesting game, I have to say, in some respects... I'm sure there's going to be like 6,000 storylines and narratives out there, but I do have a couple of interesting insights that I felt may get lost in the shuffle. Let's kick it off with the hockey stuff first. In terms of Winnipeg Jets news, there actually are a couple of updates. Pierre-Luc Dubois is actually practicing with the Jets now, which, if you're like me, is an extremely exciting time. I'm sure all of us have been eagerly awaiting his NHL season debut for the Winnipeg Jets. And by all accounts, the dude just looks really happy to be here. I think it's one thing when you trade for a player who has had a bit of a troubled history, but I think a lot of whatever happened between Dubois and the Blue Jackets is like a really personal relationship sort of thing. Maybe he wanted to play in a hockey-crazed market, maybe he felt like Columbus just wasn't the stage that he wanted to be on, and I feel like Winnipeg is kind of an interesting place place because when you go to that city, everything is about the Jets. Aside from like the Gold Eyes and the Blue Bombers and at one point the Valor, I mean there's just not that many other teams of the sort of scale and magnitude and prestige that the Jets really have to contend with. Winnipeg really just lives and breathes the Jets, and I think it's very important for a player like Dubois to feel loved by the the city and the the fans and the team. There have been a lot of recent social media pushes to try and really sell, I think, Winnipeg on, on Dubois and Dubois on Winnipeg. Personally, I like this a lot because I feel like PLD is somebody that... If he's willing to stay long-term, I'd be happy to see him wearing a Jets uniform for many years to come. Even though I am very sad that Linea has departed and Roslovic went with him as part of that whole package deal, I think the guy that they're getting back in, in terms of what Pierre-Luc Dubois brings on the ice, and in terms of his personality and fit and all that, just seems like a really good match. He's a bit gritty, he's very skilled, he's got that harder edge, he's a very industrious player when he's playing at his peak performance level... I genuinely think that if, if all goes right, he's going to be a very special player for the Jets. I'm very excited to see what he'll do, and it does sound like we may get to see him this coming Tuesday against the Calgary Flames. Per Ken Weeb, we do have a couple of early Winnipeg Jets line rushes. If you want to stay tuned for further updates, be sure to follow Ken on Twitter, at World. He always has the and whatever the Jets are doing during practice, and it looks like the line combos include Ehlers, Shifley, and Cop on the first line, which I really don't think you can break up right now. They've been fantastic, and are just dominating the opponents. And then on the second line is a much more interesting unit. We've got Veselainen, Stastny, and Wheeler. Now, Veselainen is an interesting choice here because previously we had Kyle Connor with Stastny and Wheeler. Getting Vesalainen on this line would actually make a lot of sense if you want to limit the amount of defensive issues that Connor brings. The challenge of any line with Wheeler and, and Connor together is that when you're in your own zone, a lot of times Wheeler's a little more passive and Connor just doesn't really have a whole lot of defensive acumen, so you have to have somebody else to compensate there. And Paul Stastny, as good as he still is, just really can't keep up with that. Frankly, it's a bit unfair to ask anyone in particular to manage all of that, but I think, you know, a guy like Vesalainen would at least do a little bit more to help Paul. I think Vesa is pretty aware of what. Where- where his surroundings are, and has a slightly more impactful defensive presence than Connor does. I still wouldn't exactly rely on Christian to bring a whole lot of two-way transition play or really dominant uh, man-marking inside his own zone, but as far as maybe not being a huge sinkhole on the defensive zone coverages, maybe... But I I also think that the the offense that Veselainen would bring would be great. You know, his work with David Gustafson in the previous game looked fantastic, and I think if you give Veselainen real skilled linemates, he's going to start producing because he was getting really close to scoring in the last game. And if you give him guys who are really smart like Stastny and Wheeler, especially in distributing the puck to dangerous areas, Veselainen might have a field day. On the third line, we've got Connor Dubois and Trevor Lewis. Now, this unit is, for the most part, I think a pretty good fit. You've got Kyle Connor and Dubois, who are both really good offensive threats, and both will actually like to drive to the net. I don't know if Dubois' defensive two-way game is exactly the sort of thing that you'd really rely on, especially as... Somebody who's probably more effective inside the offensive zone and near the opposing net rather than his own, but Trevor Lewis will bring some defensive stability and some industriousness in backtracking and, and trying to shut down opposing counters. I don't know if it's like a super optimal thing. You might actually look to bring someone like, you know, Mason Appleton on this line, but I don't mind it. With a tiny bit of sheltering maybe needed, I think you could easily roll Connor, Dubois, and Lewis on a pretty consistent basis and get very good results. The fourth line is Perot, Lowry, and Appleton, which looks pretty good. I have to say that, as far as a, a really well balanced lineup, you've got four really effective. Uh, scoring lines here, you've got a really great top six unit of of Ehlers, Shifley, Kopp with Veseline and Stastny and Wheeler, and then two additional lines that you can splice in there, probably with around even distribution of ice time. It'll be interesting to see if Maurice actually runs with that, just because in the past he has favored certain players over others, but I do think that this lineup actually allows him to go, you know, 14 to 15 minutes a night per line. I highly doubt it breaks out that way just because I often see him with the fourth line giving them like seven or eight minutes at most. But with this particular unit, you could actually feed them around 10 to 15, which is pretty close to what the other lines will be getting. I'd imagine somewhere for like 15 to 17 minutes uh, for most of like the really top lines makes a lot of sense where the maybe bottom line gets, I don't know, 12 minutes or so, plus whatever PK time that they need to get tacked on. So I, I think that this lineup in general, as far as the forwards are concerned, is pretty optimal. The only switch I would maybe think about is potentially moving Wheeler or something around but I think all in all this is pretty darn good I don't really know if I have any particular complaints and like if the worst thing is just having Trevor Lewis on the third line with Connor and Dubois I really can't say much at all the defense though is still the same which is Forbort and Pionk Beaulieu and Morrissey, and then Stanley and DeMello. I'm not really sure if I like the second and third pairings a whole lot. Forbort and Pionk are definitely the lead top pairing, but I I would like to see maybe Pullman step in here in place of Beaulieu just because I think Nathan really needs to sit for a little bit. He's had a couple of really rough games, and, and Morrissey, yeah. I don't know if Morrissey should be playing with Pullman either because that pairing in previous games did not work. But you have to figure out something just because the current lineup, especially leaning so heavily on Forbort and Pionk, is, is not really great as, as far as the rest of the deep pairings are concerned. But of course, the Jets can't really do a whole lot if they don't intend to play Heinle this year and let his ELC slide one more season. Lineup misgivings aside, as far as the defense is concerned, I'm very excited to see Pierre-Luc Dubois ice for the Jets. I'm I'm just really waiting for this moment with a lot of anticipation. I'm sure you all are, so... Uh, In just a couple of days, we'll be able to talk about it, and hopefully, it's all gold stars. That does it for the Jets updates, though, and in just a little bit, we'll take a look around the league and see what games occur today and what scorelines and narratives might have popped out from it. Before then, though, I thought you should know a little bit about why BetOnline.ag needs to be your online betting site of choice. For one thing, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Now that the NFL is over, you might be looking for another sport to start betting on, and bet online that AG has your back, with NBA, college basketball, and NHL games all in full swing. Bet online even has lines for awards, TV shows, reality TV, and so much more. They've got the latest and greatest in real-time updated odds and propositions on almost anything you can imagine. Whether you want to put some money down on the latest reality TV star to get voted off your favorite show, or you want to cast a bet on who you think the next Stanley Cup champ will be. BetOnline is your one-stop shop for news, scores, and betting odds. It's safe, free, and easy to sign up for an account. Just log on to BetOnline.ag, and when you create your free account, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your very first deposit. You can even register on mobile. Stop sitting on the sidelines and take charge of your sports fandom today. Log on to BetOnline and create your free account. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. When it comes to buying replacement auto parts, figuring out the best place to find everything you need at a reasonable cost is one of the biggest challenges. If you're like me and not really an auto parts expert, trying to navigate the automotive marketplace can be a real pain in the butt. That's why RockAuto.com is the best and most convenient place to do all of your auto parts shopping. RockAuto.com has an incredibly diverse selection of all the car parts you'll ever need, and with their 20 years of experience in the automotive industry, you can trust their knowledge and inventory to provide you with the best selection of auto parts in the industry. RockAuto.com's easy-to-use and intuitive web allows you to filter by make, year, and model of your vehicle, and then set an additional price range filter so you get the exact parts you need at the prices you want. Whether you're looking for a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you could save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick and mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else when you can get it at rockauto.com at the best prices possible. When you place your order, be sure to write locked on the Knee how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast. Before we get a little bit ahead of ourselves and talk about the action around the league, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why Locked On Today should be your one-stop shop for all your sports news needs. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Speaking of daily sports updates, let's take a look at some of the league action from around the NHL on this great day. First off, we had, at around noon or so, Philadelphia beating the Washington Capitals 7-4. The kind of crazy thing is, as I don't even think the Caps played particularly poor hockey, it's more like they just could not get a save. Despite outshooting and out-creating the Flyers by a fairly decent margin for most of the game, Vitek Vanacek was in that and just really had a tough time. I think he was a little bit tired and some of the shots and opportunities that beat him were of the sort and variety that you don't really expect to beat most NHL goalies. Don't get me wrong, some of the shots like the ones that JVR took were were definitely very good snipes and all, but these aren't shots that typically goalies struggle with that much. To stem the tide and stop the bleeding, the Caps then turned to Craig Anderson to fill in for Vitek Vanacek, and of course, you were hoping for the Caps that he would make at least one or two extra saves, didn't really happen. It's honestly been a long time since Anderson last really saw NHL action, so I'm not super surprised that he was a bit rusty, and a couple of the shot attempts and rebounds that he conceded really weren't great. Scott Lawton had a hat trick, Sean Couturier got in on the action, it was just a really rough day for the Caps goalies, and despite a really great effort from Ovechkin in the top line, where Ovechkin had four points... It just really wasn't enough for the Caps to see this one through. I think they're definitely missing Ilya Samsonov, who will hopefully be, at least in in some capacity, a a major upgrade over their current goaltending issues. But until he's healthy and clear to play again, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to try and balance Vanacek and Anderson in equal measure without really exposing the Caps' defenders and forwards. Speaking of the Caps, we do have another former Cap making an impact in another game between the LA Kings and Vegas Golden Knights. Chandler Stephenson had a two-goal performance to help the Knights beat the uh, the Kings 4-3. And Zach Whitecloud also scored for the Knights to give him his first NHL regular season goal for the Knights. So congrats to Whitecloud on a great performance and a really nice goal. A lot of the uh, LA Kings players, especially the youth kids, were actually having a major impact on this game. Mikey Anderson had, I think, a point or two. Uh, Jarrett Anderson-Dolan had a goal. Gabriel Velarde had an assist. Kale Clegg had a point. I mean, a lot of these younger players are making a nice and positive impact on the Kings roster, but of course, this Kings team is still old, still in rebuild mode, so it's going to take a bit of time for them to start to really, I guess, gel and work together and maybe get a few more saves. But until that time, they're still just a, a fun team to watch, even when they're bad. The Knights are still the Knights. If you don't really know what they're about and what they do when they play these kinds of games, I don't know what to tell you. They're a fast, really dangerous team. They've got great crossing, passing, and movement. Just a deadly team all around. I don't want to face them in the postseason. Moving on, we see Chicago defeat Dallas 2-1 in overtime. DeBrinquet scored both of uh, Chicago's goals, which is always very sad for Jets fans. DeBrinquet was one of the guys that could have been drafted by the Jets had they not traded up to get Logan Stanley. While Logan has certainly filled his role as a third-pairing defender pretty decently, of course you have to ask yourself, how much opportunity cost did you give up to draft him? and that will always be a bit of a sticking point in his pick. Seeing how good Dabrinkit is definitely is one of the situations where you try not to dwell on the past too much because Dabrinkit is ridiculous and it sucks that the Jets kind of missed out on him. The last two games of the day were a little bit interesting. We've got Detroit kind of beaten on uh, the Florida Panthers 4-1, which is crazy because Florida had been winning a a massive amount of games and was really one of the hottest teams in the league until this loss. So, you know, obviously a minor setback. The season still has plenty of games left, but it is kind of cool to see the Red Wings actually get a nice moral victory for once. Our last game of the day will be the one that is probably the most painful for Jets fans just because a couple of former Jets did actually have a major impact in this game. Patrick Laine scored two goals and Roslevic had an assist in what was still for the Blue Jackets a 6-5 loss. I get that the Carolina Hurricanes are a very good team and all, but losing 6-5 to five suggests that you have a couple of other bigger issues to solve, and I think that this is one of the things that maybe Liney and Rostovic are going to have to figure out how to work around. Liney on that first line kind of got shelled despite having a really good two-goal performance. The rest of his game was pretty rough. He got kind of cratered defensively, and I think his overall offensive even strength impact just wasn't there. Roslovic was one of the top performers for the Blue Jackets, but unfortunately it just wasn't quite enough for them to actually get a win out of this. And even though both probably feel they have a fresh start and a uh, a greener pasture, so to speak, I do wonder if that that trade is actually going to be not as good as they were hoping in terms of the season performance for their team. The squad they've moved to is definitely weaker than the Winnipeg Jets and by a fairly decent margin, and when you kind of compare the the depth of the forward lines, especially in terms of what the Jets are going to have once PLD steps in, It's pretty crazy, man. I think the Jets are going to be one of the top teams in the North if they can kind of get past some of their own issues and flaws. That said, it's no use crying over spilled milk. They're going to have their nice careers, and hopefully PLD has a long one for the Jets. That wraps up our NHL coverage from around the league. Throughout the rest of this week, we'll probably have some more coverage as we start to get some Jets games again. Thankfully, the break is finally almost over. Before we talk about some Super Bowl stuff, I did want to tell you a little bit about why Built Bar remains one of my favorite protein bars and might become your favorite protein bar too. For long-time listeners of this podcast, by now you know that I'm a big fan of Built Bars. If you've never had one, it's a protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a dark chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. Of their 12 original flavors, I highly recommend raspberry and mint brownie, but really, you can't go wrong with any of them. If you can't decide which one to try, be sure to check out their variety box, which lets you try the best of both worlds and sample all of their flavors, including six new flavors. That's right, I said six new flavors, and they include... Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake and apple almond crisp. If those don't make your mouth water, I don't know what will. But as good as those flavors taste, they're even better for you. With most built bars clocking in at around 200 calories or less, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs and 14 to 19 grams of protein. They're low calorie, low sugar, high in fiber, and high in protein, so they're perfect for keto diets as well as weight loss and weight maintenance programs. To place your order, go to builtbar.com and when you do be sure to use promo code locked on at checkout and you'll receive twenty percent off your next order. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets Podcast. Quickly closing us out tonight, I thought I'd move on from hockey just because there's not a whole lot of hockey updates to discuss. I thought I'd talk a little bit about some stuff I saw during the Super Bowl. It, of course, was the big sporting event of the weekend, and we just saw the conclusion of it, which uh, saw Tom Brady and the Buccaneers win a a convincing 31-9 game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Tom Brady has now won a seventh championship title, which is pretty crazy for one man and one career. Tom has spent the better part of 20 years or so of his uh, of his life playing this game and has accomplished a crazy amount of achievements that most quarterbacks and athletes could only dream of. What's really funny about what was actually a pretty decent performance from Brady is that he actually didn't need to do as much as he ended up doing, I think partly because Kansas City just got overwhelmed, especially when they were trying to move the ball upfield, and they just got absolutely obliterated. Mahomes was basically pressured the entire game because the Kansas City O-line just got completely demolished and run over by the uh, the Buccaneers' pass rush. About half of Mahomes' dropbacks were under pressure, which is pretty crazy. It's apparently the most in NFL history, and Brady basically never got touched. Despite the amount of pressure that Patrick was under, he somehow managed to pull off, um well, almost pull off some un- unbelievably crazy pass attempts. I mean, these were passes that, despite his receivers dropping them, ...were still works of art. I mean, some of the stuff that he did, you know, whether he was falling down or under serious pressure by like three different pass rushers... ...and basically having people wrapped around his waist, still managed to lob it downfield and almost get a touchdown twice... It's crazy to see just how much Kansas City's uh, depleted roster and injuries and fatigue really kind of killed whatever momentum Mahomes was able to create. And I think it's important to keep this stuff in mind just because you often see a lot of these championship teams that have made it this far, but especially when you think about the, the COVID season and the impact that it's had on a lot of these NFL squads. It makes you really question if all of this was truly okay. You know, I I look at the Baltimore Ravens that at one point had half of the team on COVID-IR, more or less. And some part of me just feels horrifically uncomfortable with the amount of COVID injuries and quarantines that we've had to undergo throughout this entire season, not just in the NFL, but in world sports in general. And I just think back to the quote from the, uh, the, the Nationals relieving pitcher, I think his name is Sean Doolittle. He said sports were the reward for a functional society, and it just... It bothers me because like the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I think their linebackers coach had a a DUI incident, I believe yesterday it was, where he got into a serious car crash while under the influence and seriously injured a couple of family members, I think, from one of the other coaching staff members or something like that. It's just a horribly upsetting event, and then it gets referenced on the broadcast almost at the very end, but they don't even talk about the fact that it was a drunken driving incident. And there was also kind of like a strange commentary on on this season being successful despite the challenges and amazing work that everyone did to overcome a lot of uh, circumstances and things, and I I thought to myself... I don't think anyone overcame anything, we basically just kind of survived through all of it, because there was no real plan to deal with COVID or any of these situations, and I think to myself, you know, is this acceptable? I feel like it's pretty rough and pretty awful, you know? And it takes me back to the fact that the NHL is trying to act like everything is cool and, you know, everything can continue on as normal, and I'm just like, I don't know about this, man, I don't really feel comfortable with everything that's happening. At least the Canadian teams are relatively isolated in a way, and they don't, get as much COVID exposure as a lot of the teams in the U.S. do. So I just don't know what to think. It's very concerning. I I don't feel comfortable, and I don't know if that's going to go away until everyone gets vaccinated. That's all I'm going to say about it, though. You know, the Super Bowl is what it is. Congrats to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I think we all have different feelings, and I'm sure a lot of folks have very mixed emotions on all of this. I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I mean, it is what it is. I think it's not going to change despite my own personal reservations. Let's just hope the NHL handles this better and doesn't screw up like they have been so far. That is going to wrap up my uh tired thoughts on this evening's episode. I thank you guys so much for listening. Before you log off, be sure to check out Locked On NHL. Every Friday on Locked on NHL, Join Joe DiBiase of Locked on Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked on Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to Locked on NHL wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and as always, thank you so much for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!